0: try to imitate what we do try to it. they stop before they started because they got no follow through
1: Disclaimer before we start. This is going to be an uncomfortable but necessary conversation on racial inequality in the United States. But these are the conversations we need to be having across America anyway, so Maya and I decided to start right here on More Than a Game. Usually, this podcast has a lighthearted feel to it. Yes, we talk about things that are important for our student athletes to know, things that affect them and the people they compete alongside but we also try to keep it fun. There's enough serious stuff in the world, so you don't really need it from us. But when we started this podcast long ago with Sean Whittinghill, part of what we wanted to do was address things happening in America that transcend college athletics to talk about real things that affect all of us. When Myla floor took over for Sean, we had no idea where we'd go on this journey, but there's always a good chance we would wind up here talking about racial prejudices that sadly are alive and well in the United States in 2020. I'll be upfront about it. I'm angry i'm angry this is still something we're doing i'm mad that the phrase and justice for all at the end of the pledge of allegiance seems to have been interpreted by some as and justice for all except for people of color and as such i'm probably going to say something real dumb somewhere along the way here i'm gonna put my foot in my mouth and expose myself as wildly uneducated about race relations in this country for the same reason so many white people seem to be because for so long it was easier to ignore it than to have this discussion so if I say something wrong, please know it's not intentional. And thankfully, Maya is here to put me right and provide her unique perspective. It's your girl. Maya, how are you?
0: Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, just trying to get through all of this, to be honest. Uh, not the best, but I'm still living.
1: How do you feel, and not just about this particular not even situation lot multiple situations the past few days have ignited something festering in our culture for a long time and thrown into sharp relief aspects about african-american life that white people either don't know about or ignore so help me put into words how this feels to be black in america in 2020
0: uh personally how i feel right now i'm just frustrated um angry like you are um mad sad every emotion really just comes together when you think about it um but over the years, just being black in America, I'd say it has to feel kind of apologetic. Um, There's times when I'm walking around and I f- you feel like you have to be prepared when you approach like a white person or it's like you have to always be on your P's and Q's or something like that. It's just it feels like you have to be prepared. It feels it's scary at times. And I know myself and a lot of other of my black friends or people in the black community feel that way as well.
1: How can I help and not just a tweet or a march or donation? How can I and other male privileged and or white people actually make a difference?
0: Yeah. I love when I love that question. I actually felt so like uh, we both know being in the sports world, um, your actions are going to speak louder than your words, of course. So um, there's actually a lot of ways you can help and join in and everybody's place is different in this. So you have your donating, your protesting, your voting is important. But for me, I think um, it's what you do within yourself is very is huge. Like engaging in those critical conversations with the people that you're around, or your family, your friends um, is very important. Um, those conversations, um, having those conversations is important, and using the right wor- words in those conversations is important. So like. Yeah. So George Floyd, he died. He stopped breathing. That's correct. But he was murdered. He was murdered by the cop that murdered him. And um, I think using those words is important when engaging in those conversations to kind of like make sure the facts are stated there and provide a realistic um, interpretation of what actually happened. Um, And also just me being a business major, Um, I see it from the business side of it as well. So I feel like you can help by supporting black businesses or maybe taking your support away from those businesses who don't support the cause um, can actually help in supporting the Black Lives Matter movement and making sure that justice is served.
1: I'm glad you brought up the words because I think that's something that a lot of people, a lot of white people have trouble articulating is our struggle to find the correct, not just the correct way to talk about this, but the correct way to even, like there's, like you said, there's words within words and there's meaning within meaning. And for myself and for a lot of people, I feel like part of our reticence to speak up is we just don't want to say the wrong thing. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: Is that, is, is it, being is being clumsy and awkward about it fine as long as you're willing to join the fight
0: i feel like that is perfectly fine as willing as long as you're willing to be vulnerable in those conversations and actually speak up about them is is fine when you're coming from a genuine place um, um like people like it starts with like educating yourself in the first place so you can't educate yourself if you don't talk about it in the first place so like people aren't just going to Everyone's going to come off wrong at some point or maybe hurt someone's feeling at some point with their words, but it's all about having those conversations and make sure it gets done.
1: How can white people help That riding in like a bunch of saviors? Because that's not what's needed, and it seems like whether on purpose or accidentally, that's kind of what's happening in pockets of the the white community that wants to support.
0: Yeah, so the whole... <laughs> I don't know, I've been watching a lot of videos on Twitter and people are just coming so it seems like sometimes like some white people are just coming in for like a block party or something, like just causing havoc because it's happening. Um I think knowing at first you have to know what you're standing for and why you're standing for it, um is the first step in like helping out with the cause and then also like the things I mentioned, the voting, the donating, um the standing beside maybe um using that privilege that you have right now to help another black person get their voice through is i think that'll be important
1: how can we start constructive dialogue without it devolving into something messy and ugly because i feel like this is a issue where people often find themselves even with the best of intentions kind of getting distracted from the core issue
0: yeah so I feel like (laughs) when you start those conversations, make sure you're genuine, make sure you're vulnerable when you do go about trying to have those conversations. Um, it's important to know what you're talking about and why you're talking about it. And you just have to be open minded in being able to listen to um either side of the argument, basically. And when it comes to racism, I don't like using like either side because it really should only be one side here. Like we're all humans. I don't understand why it's even ever an either side type of thing. Like, it's not politics, it's...
1: Racism bad, not racism good.
0: Yes, yeah. So I just feel like um, breaking that barrier and then coming into those conversations as genuine and as vulnerable as possible um, can help weed out the controversial conversations.
1: Seems like many people have willfully kept their head in the sand over the issue of America's racial climate until they are confronted with it. How do you interact with and educate people who are late in arriving to the idea of racial inequality in this country?
0: Well, uh, that's something I think I have, uh, I've struggled with. Like you always want to see the good in people and me, myself, I always want to see the good in people. Like it's hard for me to be like, okay, that person, that person is genuinely a bad person or that person means no good by what they're doing. Like I always try and be like, okay, well, they could have thought this or this like, just Setting my mind on like, okay, racism is actually a problem still because um, it's never went away. (laughs) And we have to address that problem now. So that's just showing those people the facts, the cold hard facts, whether that be footage or numbers um, of like black men who've been killed uh, by the justice system. And um, so, I don't know it's just something it's hard to realize but just showing them the facts and not downplaying the situation is important cuz you don't want to downplay the situation at all.
1: When you were growing up were you were you fed the this might have been a very white people miseducating white people thing. We were fed a lot growing up of oh there's no racism anymore there's no you know that's that's a very small pocket of people who are overtly racist and everything else is fine it's grand and that's not the case obviously but what was was what was the message that you received growing up
0: well it was i don't i can't put pinpoint like a certain message that i was just taught about it or just a um situation that I can recall but like I just remember like in when we go to history class like opening up the books it's like that happened then and now that's over type of thing like it's over we don't have to talk about it type thing and then also like growing up in uh, the social media aspect of it you always see people talking about um well slavery was a long time ago or segregation was a long time ago and or the teachers would actually use the words like um well and now that's why we're able to do this and now that's why we're able to be joined together when in reality uh, we're not joined together at all type thing um i mean we've made strides but those strides have just they all have they have those little loose holes in them so things have been able to seep through those loose holes like racism and we're basically back at square one, I'd say, with everything going on
1: when Colin Kaepernick is criticized for protesting peacefully by taking an a knee, and then people taken to the streets are derided for protesting unpeacefully, does it feel like it's a no win situation and that this can't be done in any capacity that's going to satisfy a certain segment of society?
0: see it doesn't for me, it doesn't feel like a no win situation because we've been peacefully protesting for a long time now. And it's just been happening time and time again, like these occurrences with your black men or your black women and your police officers. So uh, I just feel like people are turning from Martin to Malcolm. And um, I don't see it as something, no, I'm not all for looting or anything or just destroying things out in the street, but like, people are fed up. People are tired. I'm tired and things have to change. And in order to get that attention, like Colin Kaepernick, what he did, he used his pedestal, um, to do those things. He was fired, but people saw that as something that didn't work. It it worked in that time, but now we're heading to different measures, measures. And, um, a JFK quote was uh, those who make peaceful revolution impossible will make violent revolution inevitable. And I just feel like no one was hearing the peaceful, the peaceful protest. So now it's time, it's it's time to revolt. And that's how people are feeling out there. So I don't know if it's a loss. It, it's definitely a loss when you're destroying communities and things like that. But in um, the light of, Getting out the message and pushing towards change, it was something that was going to happen inevitably.
1: Do you student athletes already have some ongoing dialogue with one another about the racial climate in this country?
0: Oh uh, well actually, I was on a zoom call with uh put on by University of Oklahoma on Monday. It was a uh, humanity talks, and um there were tons of people on the call of all race of ethnicities. Uh, we were just talking about what was going on in the nation today and it was a safe space to talk so um everyone was able to voice their opinions and how they felt about what was going on um personally on Austin Peace campus um no i haven't like had those crucial conversations with a lot of people I mean i have within like my own team a bit but like within everyone on campus we haven't had that opportunity yet but the humanity talks with the University of Oklahoma was good and I like that so
1: did that discussion cross racial lines to be kind of a educational that's that's not the right word but it's going to have to do right now but was, was it that kind of thing where people walked away from it learning something
0: yeah I think so so um, we learned a little bit about the like the voting system just touched on it a little bit it was mostly about expressing our feelings together and coming together um, it did cross racial lines so we were able to see I know in one of my breakout groups uh, I forgot her name but a young lady um, she talked about how her dad's a uh, police officer and how like she was feeling from the situations and him going out there into the riots and then we were hearing from the black students and how they were feeling and maybe not um, not as well as some of the other students. And then we had admin on there talking about how they were feeling. So it was, it was crossing racial lines, and we were having good conversation back and forth. And it was ed- educational, so yeah.
1: How frustrating is it when you see something peaceful, something moving that makes a difference, turn into one of these bloody and violent conflicts?
0: Um, it's very frustrating, especially when, the conflicts are caused by people who don't don't really know their purpose and what they're doing or are not well informed on the situation so or people who are just doing it to do it that's what's the that's the frustrate more the frustrating part and it's also frustrating because i just i want world peace personally and seeing that trying to push towards a better America just by being peaceful hasn't worked it's been frustrating to Know that we've had to go to these heights to just get our point across. And that's the frustrating part.
1: Is it unfair to have the riots and looting attributed to those protesting when it could just easily be and often turns out to be the work of distant groups or people just excited to cause trouble? People co opting your core purpose of the marches and the demonstrations?
0: Yeah, that's definitely unfair. I mean, the videos on Twitter explain it all, really. Um, it was actually a funny video that I saw the other day. <laughs> I had to send it to you, but it was so fun Like, the man, there was a black man, and there was a white guy who's asking the black man, he was like, hey, can you flip that truck over? And then the black man was like, what? Like, flip the truck over? <laughs> and it was, the video was so funny. I was like, really? Like, people are out here just doing anything at this point, and that's the upsetting part, just seeing that happen. But it's good to know that people are pointing that out now. So we actually know, like, it's, it's not, that's not the cause of the situation. That's not what we're trying to do. Maybe in Minnesota that first night, there were a lot of um, just people angry and upset about it. But I think for the most part, people have calmed down and reverted back to their actions through voting and donations and things like that, while still peacefully
1: protesting. Is it heartening to see how widespread support has become now that from seattle to new york there's there have been marches and demonstrations in a sense of we see you we hear you we're here for you and we want to help
0: yeah i think the widespread support has been good just because we know that people are pushing towards a greater cause and so when this happened like in the past, and things will happen like that, you would oftentimes see the protests just happening in that city or just happening in that area um so hopefully now that the whole world is on this um more change can be able to happen so
1: yeah i mean it's I saw the the some of the footage from I think it was Paris this morning i mean it's a it's truly transcending borders and cultures and everything else now. I mean it it how shameful is it that it took deaths to get to that point
0: uh, is i don't I don't even know murders
1: I did that wrong murders how shameful is it that it took murders to get to that point
0: um, it's crazy because it it really shouldn't get to that point like we've seen people beaten even arrest arrests should be able to have us get to that point like some black men are just arrested because of a wrongful calling or just something that they didn't do and the cop or the police officer just overreacts the situation so with the deaths it's we've had to lose all these people and people are just fed up we don't want to lose any more people at this point and we haven't but we haven't wanted to lose any more people always but like it's it's very saddening just knowing that the, death, the deaths of these men and women um, had to happen in order for us to invoke change.
1: I'm sure you've seen where word. Uh, Gerald Harrison has put, put something out condemning it. President White has uh, touched on it a couple of times. When the admins at Austin have spoken out, how's that made you feel?
0: Uh, It makes me feel good uh, knowing that they support me and all of my peers uh, throughout this. Um, I just uh, hope they continue to do that and continue to provide a safe space for us student-athletes. It's important that they're behind us in this fight and that we know that and that we feel that. So um, like we talked about Colin Kaepernick, if someone on Austin Peay's campus or an Austin Peay student-athlete would want to kneel during the um, pledge, uh, pledge of allegiance, or pledge of allegiance, during the national anthem. Here I go <laughs> during the national anthem. Let let them know that they're okay to freely express themselves in that way. Like you don't want to be on campus not knowing what to say next because you're uncomfortable. So I really, I'm really appreciative of those people who have reached out, um, and even my coaches who just reached out to me on a personal level and things like that. So I'm grateful for all those people and the people on RCP's campus.
1: I was gonna ask if you thought that was a thing that might be on the horizon is some more people taking Colin Kaepernick's approach and taking an at them.
0: Yeah, most definitely I can see that happening just because um they feel I feel like um the student athletes are maybe more comfortable now um knowing that people are behind them. Maybe before they didn't do it because they might have supported the cause, but didn't do it because they were scared of how they would react or if they would get penalized like Colin Kaepernick in a type of way. So, yeah, we might see that in the near future if things don't change soon.
1: How can we as administrators do a better job with these issues?
0: um, Just providing that safe space, um, allowing students to – freely express themselves to talk about um, what they feel and what they feel needs to be done or what they see that can be improved on their campus or problems, being able to come to admin about those problems. Um, I know in SAC we have diversity talks, we talk about diversity inclusion, mental health week and things like that. Um, I think admin can provide maybe something that will help in like a let's talk or something like that on campus and maybe ensure and let the students know that they're safe here and they're all supported and yeah.
1: I hate to put you on the spot, Madam President, uh, but since you mentioned SAC, um, I know you haven't had a whole lot of time to really put together any sort of plan for next year, what next year might look like from a programming, perspective but in light of all this is it something that would be good to have a speaker series i don't know what it looks like on inclusion and diversity
0: um we already have like some of that i know david davenport over at the FOI he does come speak to some of our teams about diversity and inclusion or he spoke into my team before um but i was thinking something maybe like SAC could put on like a diversity walk yeah, like every year type thing or um maybe just provide those safe safe spots on our own and maybe as admin y'all putting out um forms that student athletes can fill out to where like you can see maybe where problems may be, be happening on different teams and things like that but um a unity walk i would like to do something like that uh, that's really all i've touched into and thinking about it.
1: That sounds great. It really does sound great. Um, I want to kind of turn it over to you for a second and just speak to whatever's on your heart about this.
0: I'm deeply hurt about everything that's been going on. Um, I want justice for George Floyd and all the other people who have been affected by police brutality in the past. And I would love to see change, um, positive change, uh, peace in our country. Um, And I'm willing to talk to anybody who's willing to engage in those crucial conversations. And I'm ready to be an advocate and just step up and talk about things and make change happen so I'm excited for change to happen I want change to happen and I think it can
1: happen I do too and I think with people like you leading the way we're gonna we're gonna be in good shape Ma, thank you for thank you for everything thank you for being you thank you for indulging me in my questions and being open and honest and just being you
0: thank you Toby for having me we appreciate it.